everybody. Welcome to yeah. another episode of DFV. I am Black Cinephile. I am Brad. He's Brad today. Okay, Just Brad. I think, I think today, because we're talking about Atlanta and Dave, he says, I got I to gotta switch it up. Today, I'm just Brad. Just no, Brad. No AKA, not trying to be uh, difficult. I'm just Brad today. <laughs> I'll be difficult on the next podcast. Don't worry. Uh, on, next one. on the next one, he'll go back to his old self. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I'm excited for this one, man. I feel like this is a long time coming. I think like the last TV one we did was Sopranos versus Twin Peaks, the pilot. Yeah, we haven't done a uh, pilot episode for a while now, so, and what better time to do this than when season four of Atlanta is basically right around the corner. I want to say that's actually premiering this week. That's right. Yeah, it's coming up, man. It's uh, Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, when they initially said like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we got season four right around the corner. I'm like, okay, all right. That means we got to wait a bit. But uh, it was like right around the corner. Yeah, season three was this year. So the fact that season four is also coming this year is insane. But I'm not going to complain because I absolutely love this show. So the more we can get of it, especially since we had, what was it, a four-year break between season two and season three? Oh Yeah, you had to give us three seasons at a time to make up for that. Yeah, pretty much. I love how the consensus was. Well, you see... um. Donald has like four roles lined up and they're all massive productions. So we just, we just have to wait. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't have a doppelganger to put in the place of urn. So we just, we just got to wait. Also, he was directing and writing it. So it's kind of really hard to do without him. Well, I think around season three, they kind of had like more, uh, like more people filling the roles of, uh, uh, directing. Um, I, I think so, because weren't some of the anthology episodes uh, directed by other people? I believe so. I believe so. You know what? We're, we're already getting into it. We might as well just start off. Hey, y'all, we doing, um, we're doing another special episode of uh, Great Pilots, and we're comparing uh, Atlanta, uh, created by Donald Glover, versus Dave, created by uh, Dave Bird, a.k.a. Lil Dicky, and uh, Jeff Schaefer. Um, all right, man. Uh, so uh, I, I assume you want to start off with Atlanta since it's a that's a little chronological or um yeah Atlanta did come before little or before Dave did okay start off with Atlanta all right y'all um man what can you say man this this I remember when this pilot first came out I had planned to watch the show because I was already a Childish Gambino fan mm-hmm. um, if you don't know that's uh, uh for, for the audience that's Donald Glover's uh, musical uh, alias. And I hadn't seen it the night it premiered. And I remember they went straight to FX. I don't know if it was FX or uh, Donald Glover, but the Atlanta Facebook page posted the first episode on Facebook. Like they posted the whole first episode. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this when I get home. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, I just, uh, the, the, the best thing about this pilot, let's give a quick synopsis. So we got um, Earn, who is a uh, Princeton dropout. He went to Princeton, right? Uh, yes. Okay, he's a Princeton dropout. Um, he's living with his um his girlfriend slash baby's mom, uh, Van, and he really just does not have um. He's looking to do something. He lives in Atlanta, and Atlanta has has a lot of opportunity to it. You know what I mean? If you know anything about Atlanta, it's sometimes called the Black Hollywood because a lot of Black Hollywood productions are made there. The music scene is crazy. You look at everyone from Usher to T.I., Young Jeezy, many Atlanta artists who grew up in the whole scene. He's, he's just looking to do something with his life uh, post dropping out of college. Uh, so he discovers that his cousin, uh, Alfred, is now going by a, a rap alias of Paperboy. And he has a very hot song in the streets. I like how one character says, uh, oh, yeah, the song Paperboy by Paperboy. Yeah. <laughs> he just says it so formally. Uh I, he he um he reaches out to his cousin who they haven't spoken in a while since his cousin's um since his cousin's mother's funeral and he says hey man uh let me manage you you know I I I'm smart I know things I can help out uh Alfred is a little you know reasonably so a little a little hesitant to take on Earn as as his cousin I mean as his manager because they haven't spoken in a while they're a little estranged you know? also his perception of Earn is he's basically he's a 
dropout from college. He doesn't really have any connection to the family. He only comes around when he needs money. And he really has nothing to his name. So for him to come out of the blue and be like, hey, you know, you're now a big time rapper or somebody that's, you know, getting a name for themselves. I want to manage you. It, there's so many red flags that he has for him already that, yeah, yeah. his apprehension, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes it makes total sense. So that's the main plot. The kind of like the um, the plot on in, in the back end is. Um, well, no, that's that's pretty much the main plot. You know, the interesting interesting thing about this episode is that when Donald was writing this with his writing team, uh, specifically his brother, Stephen Glover. FX kind of wanted them to they like they like the weird surreal routes they were going, but they kind of wanted something a bit more of um, a bit more classical in, in, in the main plot narrative. So they said, uh, oh, how about we have Ern having a strange relationship with his father? Of course, Donald Glover didn't want to do that because he felt that was pointless. But what they did was they kind of Trojan horse FX a little bit as the story goes. Mm-hmm. They uh, they they inserted Isaiah Whitlock Jr., a great actor as a uh, Ern's father and, and the, and the, and the other actress, I don't know her name that played his mom, but this is like, this is the only episode that they're featured in. Yeah. They disappeared after this episode. And I absolutely love that. They played around with that of, Hey, we need this plot point. Okay, fine. We'll put it in the pilot and then never right. reference it ever again. <laughs> right. I love that. Like, I love how um, they, they put it in there because the network <laughs> asked for it. But the Trojan horse comes from, okay, we'll have that there, but we're going to introduce this audience to these these lovable group of characters that they can't help but say, yeah, the parents thing was interesting, but I want to follow these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to follow Earn and Van and, and Paperboy and Darius. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I thought that was clever. That was that was clever writing. Like, uh, we don't have to talk about that season two. We'll do that in another episode. But yeah, man, what do you love of this pilot? So the one thing that I forgot about the earlier episodes, because I never went back and did a rewatch of seasons one and two before three started. And mm-hmm. I forgot just how many kind of, I guess there was more of a comedic element to the show in the early days of it. Season yeah. two, I remember it kind of like waning away from it, but season three kind of went down the more surreal route with its episodes instead of going down like the comedic route. And so seeing some of the jokes and everything in this episode, it it was refreshing to see again where this one came from, like a more comedic background, Uh, especially Darius, who it's crazy to think of him not as a peer, like constantly making jokes. But Mm -hmm. in the new episodes, it feels like the same character, even though he's not making jokes the entire time. Because his character is just so well written as that kind of oddball person that it no longer comes off as funny when he's just doing stuff. It just go, oh yeah, that's him. That's exactly what he would be doing. Yeah, I um, I like what the first time Aaron and Darius meet each other. <laughs> yeah, he has he has freshly baked cookies in his hand. Oh, and uh, the knife. <laughs> Right, the knife with the uh, with 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 the with, with the with the scarf mask on, and then he, when he realizes, oh, okay, he's not a robber. Hey, cookie. Yeah, would you like a cookie? I like later when uh, they're in the car and stuff, and Ern's like, hey, uh, can we talk? You know, privately. You know, with you know, just the two of us. And he's like, and then Paperboy goes, well, this Darius can be here. Darius in great fashion is like, yeah, I'm Darius. We we met. You know, I I gave you the cookie. Remember? <laughs> they were on the couch, not in the car. Oh, that's right. I, that was in the couch. Yeah. Yeah, he says I'm Darius. You remember me, right? <laughs> I gave you the cookie. <laughs> and that, that kind of shows a little bit of like Ern's like like slight arrogance, like um that he has in certain scenes, like like throughout the show, where he's like um, it's it's not. I don't want to say it's not uppity. But it's like he kind of looks at things around him that like uh, that that are a little foolish. Like he kind of like he has like a snarky attitude towards some things. Like I love the asides he has to Darius where he's like, um, uh, what did Paperboy say? He says something about uh, 
uh, what black guy you know uh, uh, didn't get assassinated or shot or something like that? And um, and uh, no, uh, what do you say? Shot by his own people. And then uh, Donald oh, yeah. Glover was like, uh, oh, Malcolm X got shot by his own people. And then Darius was like, oh, well, we don't know that. You know, we, we didn't see the body until the funeral. Oh, yeah. That's how funerals work. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how funerals are. Anyway. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I just love, you just instantly love the dynamic, man. Um, another person that becomes a very strong character, Van. Uh, she's not as strong in this pilot, but future episodes to come in the season, her character becomes more refined and more pushed to the uh, front with everyone else. Yeah, it, the relationship she has with Ern is kind of the parents of their daughter and mm-hmm. very... Like, they try and coexist together, but you can kind of see it in this pilot where they're going with their relationship, where they are, you know, stagnated apart from each other. But they are both still the parents of their daughter. So they have to do what they can for their daughter. And I love how, as the series goes on, you can kind of see that breaking apart a little bit, where she starts to care less and less about that part of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just um, this is a this is a very well crafted pilot because even though now I know this series is called Great Pilots, but I feel like this is like something that's on the cusp of something great. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I feel like there are, there are little nuggets you get here and there that make you go, man, this could really be something. Like if this was like my first time being introduced to Atlanta, putting myself in that mindset, like when I first watched it, without even liking Donald Glover beforehand, like I did, I'd be like, you know what? This is interesting. I might click on episode two. You know, it keeps me engaged. You know, the whole um, flash forward in the beginning with shooting the guy had, had me engaged. And then I feel like you get everything that Atlanta is in that opening flash forward. You get a little bit of comedy, a little bit of intensity mm-hmm. and a little bit of surrealism where, uh, you know, Darius is like, wait a minute, this feels like deja vu. He looks at the dog. Um, I still don't kind of get that moment, but I like that it's such a weird Atlanta moment. You know, you get the weirdness, the comedy and the drama, and it it, it defines itself within that flash forward. Of what also, show- you get a great example of how the three characters react to different situations. Because you have Paperboy acting like he's the hottest shit and everything like that. Very, yeah. you know, uh, thuggish in a way. And like being, you know, demanding of, yeah, you got to pay for my car. You broke my car. You got to pay for it. Uh, Then you have Earn being very like, no, we don't, let's try and stay, you know, away from trouble. You know, there's nothing to see here. And then Darius is just in his own little world, you know, being like, this is some deja vu shit here. That dog, that dog was there. That's where it was. (laughs) Yeah. Deja vu is a scary thing, man. Like, it's, it's just, if you've ever felt it, I, it's like, here's the thing. Darius is so odd. But it's like the things he says, you can't really you can't really argue with him. Right. Kind of yeah. go. Okay, if I think about it, yeah, he makes sense. <laughs> he said it in an odd way, but he makes sense. <laughs> like when you mention how the first time you saw the body was at the funeral, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> right. But that's like, kind of how it works. <laughs> right. Right. You're not wrong. And then uh, when he told his dad. Uh, what do you ask him? Could he cut the tree or something? No. Can uh, I measure uh, your tree? <laughs> right. And then he said, not right now. Yeah, not right now. Damn. Not right now means never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. It means never. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I thought this was solid, man. Very solid entry into the series. It defines his voice uh, very early on. I'd um, I'd give this a 4.5. Oh, Yeah. Uh, this pilot, it's a great introduction to the series for anybody that's looking to try and get into it. If you haven't seen any of Atlanta, check out the pilot. You'll have a pretty good idea of what you're in for. Uh, season three takes a little bit of a different turn with the tone and everything that it has. And we'll kind of see where season four goes. If it kind of comes back to the roots of like season one and two, or if it continues on that same path as season three. Uh, I got to believe it'll kind of be more along the lines of season three, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's up and up and up. It, it it constantly evolves itself as a show. So whatever it does, I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. 
Yeah. All right, man. You ready to move on? Yes. So the other show that we have is Dave, uh, which is a fictionalized version of the story of uh, his rap persona, Little Dicky, coming up into the world. Uh, using a lot of actual events from his like coming up as a rapper as plot points for the series. So the series starts off with him going to a studio to try and uh, get YG or YN. Who was mm-hmm. it? Uh, YG. YG. YN. Yeah. YG. Yes, YG. Yeah. YG as a. Uh, part of his new track that he's uh, writing called Girth. So he has his uh, friend that works there, uh, who was his name? Uh, Travis. No, uh, Elliot, played by Travis Bennett. Mm -hmm. And he also meets Gaeta, playing himself as uh, another up-and-coming rapper in the studio that's also trying to get in with uh, YG to be able to start his rap career and everything. So mm-hmm. we're introduced to these characters with the main thing being that Lil Dicky uh, uses Gata in order to get uh, access to YG's, what was it, his producer or his manager? I think it was his manager, right? Uh. Wait, wait, who's trying to get who is? Oh, yeah, yeah, he through your YG's manager, yeah. Yeah, YG's manager, in order to get him to play, like, a uh, verse on a track that he's writing. And during this entire thing, his manager decides to change his number, leaves Lil Dicky hanging while he's has sent, like, $10,000 of his money out, which causes confusion with him going back to Gata and going, hey... Whose number did you give me? Is this actually like his manager? Because I sent the money and it's gone. And I love in that moment, you know, they they did great with the tension on it because you're not sure if Gaeta ripped him off or not. You know, you're still not sure. So you have Gaeta being offended by being like, no, I didn't rip you off. He changed his number. He changed his number in the middle of a deal and didn't say anything. Really? Yeah, man, he changed his number. You gotta, you you be tripping if you think you know that I'm ripping you off here. What you trying to say? Right. And I love See, how you can't tell. You can't. Well, I feel like the sincerity. You can tell the sincerity in the scene. Mm-hmm. But what I was gonna say was writing a scene like that, especially when it gets to like the whole uh, uh, the stereotype um, alleged allegation in the scene that he throws back at little day at little Dicky, especially with his mom's there. You, you got to be tricky with a scene like that. But I like how they balanced it. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it. They didn't make it too intense, but they made it tense enough to the point where Dicky kind of realizes. And you can see from Dicky's like, uh, um, you can see from Dave's at standpoint why he would feel that way but you can also see from Gator's standpoint like dang man i thought we were cool you know like yeah so it's it's a it's a matter of miscommunication and um misperception i guess i put it that way right and yeah it's it's a weird you know line to tow but they tow it just perfectly between the two because dave doesn't get funny yeah because dave doesn't get too accusatory he kind of just let lets it out and goes so what do you make of this and he's like are you accusing me of stealing from you well i wouldn't say i'm accusing you but i don't have my verse and i'm out ten thousand dollars right now to a phone number that i never even was able to confirm is this person exists right and i love how uh, i love how his friend uh ellie is just in the back it's just in a side like why am I in the middle of this situation? Right. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> right. Because he just little diggy just keeps digging himself more and more in a hole. He's like, well, you know, I, I I gave you money. That was a lot of money, and now it's gone, and I don't know if where it was supposed to go is it was received there. Like mm-hmm. in the way the way more more and more it comes out, the more it sounds kind of bad. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's pretty funny, but um. Okay, did you were, you were you done with your synopsis or you, you yeah. get, get right into it? So that that's uh, the basic synopsis of the pilot. Here, here's the way I here's what I like about this pilot, man. I like how 
the type of humor that this show has, you either know it's for you or not for you in the opening scene where he's uh, at the doctor's office. Uh, oh, yeah. Was, was that a gynecologist? Who was that? Uh, no, that was just a uh, regular like doctor's office. Oh, okay. So basically he was talking to the guy because he, he um, Dave thinks he has herpes. And, uh, you know, the doctor was like, all right, let me uh, take a look at your, um, you know, let me, let, me, let me take a look at your wiener. He goes, uh, before I do that, I, I have to let you know some things. He's like, okay. He says, I, I'm a little, you know, self-conscious about how it looks. Uh, you know, I, he said he was born with some some defect defect or something where they took the skin from his tes- testicles and put it on his penis. But he was like, so my penis looks like my balls. Uh, so the guy's just looking at him. He says, you know, because they both have different types of skin. You know, the, the, the skin on the testes are clammy. Skin on the on the thing is, is smooth. And the doctor's just looking at him like, okay, I won't judge. You can you can show me. Yeah. It, <laughs> look, I, I'm a doctor. I, I really don't care about this at all. But yeah, I love how uh, Dave feels like he needs to like explain this. Like, well, just so you don't freak out. It's like to a doctor of all people that he's worried is going to freak out. Who's seen almost everything. Right, yeah. And the guy's just looking at him like, okay, I, I get it. You, you can show me. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, uh, he looks at it. He says, uh, all right, it looks good. He says, he looks just some razor bumps. He goes, uh, are you sure? Um, you know, I I, uh, I think a second opinion uh, would say something different. You mean a second opinion like a doctor? Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, <laughs> like I love how little Dickie, he's, he's such an anxious guy. You know what I mean? Like you could tell his his. Um, he's also awkward. He's anxious and yeah. awkward at the same time. Right, and it's like when he tries to like when he does something out of whack, people always ask him like, "Dude, what were you thinking?" Oh well, uh, neurotic is the word. Neurotic. Yes. Uh, he's like, well, I I was looking at it this way and I did it this way, and that was the way that made sense to me, and and, and you just look at him like. I, Whatever, man. <laughs> like, you know, because you you can't argue with his logic that makes sense in his head, if that makes sense. Right. It, it when it comes to his logic, once he explains it, it's like, okay, it makes sense. It's it was still stupid, but it makes sense why you did it that way or why you thought you needed to do it that way. Uh, right. I also like when he's trying to explain like the uh, how he has Twitter and it's under Little Dicky, so it's the rapper. It's not him. It's the rapper. It's the personification of his rap essence is tweeting, right. not you know Dave Bird tweeting. If Dave Bird had a Twitter, that would be a different Twitter. And he's doing this because he tweeted out, you know, just got head, and his girlfriend comes in and is like, "What the hell is this?" You know, mm. first off. That didn't happen. Second off, my parents follow your Twitter, <laughs> and now they think that I'm just randomly giving you head. He's like, well, no, that was little Dicky tweeting that, not Dave Bird tweeting that. Right, right, right. Um, I like the chemistry between him and his room, him and his roommate Mike, uh, who's played by Andrew oh, yeah. Santino. Uh, I feel like they have a, a nice chemistry. Um, with, especially with the scene where they're both at, the, uh, at back at the apartment, and they're talking, and um, at one point, you know, him and his girlfriend are being lovey dovey, lovey dovey with some funny dialogue. And then he's saying like, uh, "Hey, if you don't stop, I'm gonna finish the Handmaid's Tale without you." Yeah. girlfriend, get away from me! You yeah. know, like you, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know this um this pilot episode is charming. It's it, it's pretty charming, and um it's it's the kind of little dicky humor you expect a little bit if you're a fan of little dicky. Mm-hmm. I'd say the great high point comes from this climax where um it's down to the wire, and, and you know little dicky or Dave actually has to rap for us. Now, if you know little dicky, you know he's a, he's he's a funny he's a good funny rapper. Uh, but it's not up until this point where YG is like. Man, I'm trying to put you on IG live. I'm trying to record you, get you your get you your time to shine. You know, man, this guy's whack. And then Lil Dicky comes out of nowhere and starts rapping. And it's funny, but it's 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 good. You know, it rhymes, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a very easy. clean rap verse just right. out of nowhere. For it to be like such a spontaneous rap that he's coming off with at the top of his head to a beat that he's listening to for the first time. And it just kind of goes to show his skills as a rapper that he's in this room full of rappers and they're like, okay, this, this is good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great moment. And, uh, you know, in the end, um, he, um, 
uh, he t- tells the manager like, "Oh, hey, wait, we were supposed to record the song." He's like, "Oh, oh, we're going to France for a bit. We'll we'll take care of that when we get back." Mm-hmm. And then uh, he hits up YG before he leaves and says, "Hey, man, uh, your manager said we'll take care of it when we get back. I thought we was recording tonight." And YG was like, "Ah, oh, man, I got you, man. Give me a few months, I'll get back to you." And he again seems sincere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then everybody blows him up saying, "Dude, you record with YG." Dude, you can rap. I didn't know this. And everybody's sending them texts. And it's uh yeah, it's, it's a pretty good uh it's it's a nice ending point for a pilot. Right. It's a good way to kind of show where the series is gonna go forward with it because he now has that opening where people kind of know him now because of the Instagram live with YG. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they kind of completely play off that. Like this is one of those pilots that, you know throughout the rest of the season, it gets referenced back to. And there's even an episode later on featuring uh, Gaeta telling us kind of his side of the entire first episode as well, as he's like going to the studio for the first time and dealing with his stuff and being introduced to little Dicky. That episode, which happens a little later. Um, I don't know which, which, which episode was that? Was that like, that was six? in season two. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, when it showed Gator's backstory, it wasn't in season two. It was in um, it was in episode five. Was it episode five? Yeah, it was episode five. Um, that episode. See, when I was watching this first ah. season, I'm like, I don't know if the show is for me. When I got to that episode, I said, okay, I'll, I'll stick this out. Um, yeah, that episode kept me in. Yeah, that it's a fantastic episode too. It is. It really is. Um. Yeah, it really is a great episode. But yeah, man, that's pretty much Dave in a nutshell. Like, uh, it's a very, like, um, funny, raunchy comedy with a little bit of heart. Uh, and I feel like the heart stuff kind of get a glimmer of it in this pilot episode, but you get more of it to the point where we get to the Gata backstory episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, this, I feel like this show was kind of finding itself throughout its first season. You know what I mean? Like, like layers of it was getting pulled, peeled back and you're like, okay, you know what? This actually is kind of a, a nicely written show, you know, but you had to kind of get through like the high comedy of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's yeah. definitely a, a, an acquired taste for the comedy in it this is. show. It, it uh, if you're not going to find it funny, you're just not going to find it funny. It, it's very reliant on, you know, dick and fart kind of humor. And mm-hmm. making those kind of jokes because those are the jokes that little Dicky himself kind of relies on for his beginning kind of time in becoming a rapper before he kind of became a little bit more nuanced with everything. Uh, but he still kind of folds back to that a little bit, even in his <laughs> newer songs. But I love mm-hmm. that this is a, I, it's not a real version of his like coming up story, but it's a fictionalized one that, takes a lot of the events from his life and puts them in here. Because I know like even the ending of season one is him on uh, the radio show where he performs Breakfast live Club. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I feel like overall it's a solid pilot. I give it a 3.5. Um, yeah, I give this one a four out of five in terms of a pilot. It, it hits my exact kind of like comedy notes and mm-hmm. i loved it the characters in it and everything so yeah i i like this one Th- this pilot definitely got me hooked onto the show like right away and going okay i'm gonna stick this one through with me i needed a minute i, I needed a few more episodes to see if i want to stick but that's just me um all right so i think if it came down to it uh we got atlanta over dave um yeah atlanta definitely is a overall there's a lot more to Atlanta than there is Dave because Dave yeah. is more of a comedy about the upcoming of a rapper. Uh, Atlanta has a lot more focus on everything around the rapper mm-hmm. and not so much about the rapper himself. So Paperboy is actually almost like his rap career is almost a background track in Atlanta versus. It's not it. Yeah. It's not the main focal point as yeah. it is for Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I agree. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's move on to some like current stuff. 
so what you been watching lately? Uh, so I have actually been going through and finishing up Primal. I don't know if you've been watching that show for the new season at all. Still haven't gotten into it yet. Oh, it I is. Think it, I, so I'm at that good. point where I'm. Okay. Yeah, I know you've been telling me it's so good. Uh, you've been telling me it's, it's it's better than season one. You say it's better or it's the same same level? Uh, it, it's amped up from season one because we actually have other characters that are that come into the story multiple times in season two versus just the one-off episodes of season one. Uh, there's more of like a overlapping story going on here now. And it's, it's really cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm at that halfway point where I'm like, shoot, if I ain't watched it by now, I'm just going to wait for the season to end. I want to say the season finale. I haven't seen the final episode. The last three episodes are, a like three part kind of finale. Okay. And I haven't seen the last part. I think that comes out this week. But yeah. Okay. Um all right, yeah, I'll check that out. Hey man, I uh I saw Beast over the weekend. Oh, the new uh who is it? That's Idris in- Elba. Idris, yes. Idris, huh? <laughs> I think it's Idris. I don't know. Idris Elba. I think it's Idris. Um, Idris, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to see if this film really had the balls to show him knock, knock a lion out. <laughs> some actors I can... Listen, some actors I can give a pass to. Like The Rock, I'd be like, okay, sure. I, I, I can watch him knock a lion out. I can somewhat see that. Vin Diesel. I'm like, Idris Elba. Come on. But I saw the movie, and while that scene is kind of towards the end, um, it, it's 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 kind of a stupid movie, but it's fun. It's a fun it's a fun thriller. It, it looked very like uh, I'm trying to remember like Sharknado, or no, it's not as it's not as bad as Sharknado. Like okay. it's not it's not as bad as that. It's actually it has like well filmed action scenes. It's just the plot line is kind of. Ain't no way you getting out of this alive. Right, yeah. Like, you know. But it, it does ratchet up the tension well. It has it has it has great tension. Like I said, the director does a great job with the action. So it's an enjoyable movie. See, I remember there was a thing. I can't remember if it was the director or somebody else that was working on it that was like, yeah, it's like the jaws of the safari. And I immediately was like, no, there's that's putting a pretty high bar on this movie right off the bat. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not buying that at all. You know what? I don't think that's a bad comparison, though, because when you look at Jaws, it was basically a town being scared of a shark. Like if you look, if you think about Jaws, Jaws is kind of dumb, but it's made so well by Spielberg that you forgive it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a town scared of a shark. Yeah, it's a, a pretty big water. shark, though. <laughs> Yeah, but everybody could just get out the water. <laughs> like it lives in the water, you know. Uh, but I, I, I'm not mad at that comparison because um, even though Shars Jaws is enjoyable for its time, yeah, it's a shark. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Um, You're yeah, trying to ruin was... my beach day here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I think Jaws is I think Jaws is cool though, but um I like Beast. I give it a solid 3.5. It's enjoyable. Oh really? Yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. I don't think it's bad. It's just like some parts of it you gotta turn your brain off, like, okay, you gotta remember this is a this is a, this is a over the top thriller. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Is that one on streaming now or it is, that's how I saw it. Okay. Couldn't see it in theaters. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, um, I was gonna check something out, but I forgot, but, uh, I wanted to tell you, man, so you, uh, have you been hearing about all this, uh, drama behind the scenes of, uh, Olivia Wilde's new movie, Don't Worry Darling? Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about that, and I started looking into it. It's kind of insane how it, like, it's, it's stupid how, people are lying about all this, uh, you know, the text messages and everything that they have proof of, you know, and it's stupid drama. 
like that movie looks good. I really want to have faith in that movie. But when I'm it comes, still gonna to, see it. Oh yeah, I will too. But the fact that this drama is happening in the first place, it's like, oh, well, I'm trying to get ahead of this and be like, oh, I didn't want this. I was trying to protect people. And then it's literally text messages come up going, yeah, I don't give a shit about the people. I just want you in the movie, blah, blah, blah. It's like literally contradicting everything they said. It's right. It's like it's like that old song. You you ain't gotta lie to kick it. You know, yeah. just be honest. Shy Shy uh had um creative differences is the best flat excuse you can make. Oh yeah. And it's not a lie. Shy wanted to have more time to rehearse with Florence and everything. Y'all couldn't really set that up, so Shy dipped out. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that story. Right. Yeah. The fact that there were scheduling conflicts with making the movie to the best of every actor's ability done. And then instead it's like, well, no, I didn't feel like people were safe around him and I didn't want to like endanger people. And it literally has text messages. Well, I can talk to Florence and see if we can get her on, you know, set a little bit earlier so you guys can practice together and do this and that. It's like, how are you so backhanded on this? You know, this is such a two-faced situation. It's almost comical. Like, there could be a movie about the making of this movie, and people would go, yeah, that's not believable. Nobody would do this kind of stupid stuff. Look, all, all I got to say is um, I, I like Book Smart. Um, I felt like that was directed well. So I feel like – and I, I, I actually think this movie probably will be okay. But because of all the drama behind the scenes and then – Allegedly, Harry Styles may have spit on Chris Pine. I don't know if you saw that clip of where they were at the festival. Yeah, I I saw that and I was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll be honest. I I saw that. And I was like, I don't I don't care. This isn't drama that appeases me in any way. In right? Yeah. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was a little invested. I was like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So if we see his reaction right here. And then we see Olivia Wilde's clip right there. I was like John Madden. I was like, okay, if you see her reaction at this point here to him looking down and picking this stuff up here, I, I was like that Seinfeld episode. Like, that is where the loogie dropped right there. Yeah. You're basically pulling a CSI Miami thing. Right. Enhance. Zoom. Enhance. 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 If you see the look, if you see the, the, the snark that Harry Styles makes when he sits back in his chair, you can see a little bit of white stuff right here. <laughs> a little residue. You know what I mean? Like I was I was kind of invested for a little minute. And and I I'm I'm with you. It's silly, but um well it's like they say, no publicity is bad publicity. Um, you know, Florence isn't doing interviews for the movie right now. because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think her and Olivia had a falling out, maybe. Um, so it, it gives publicity to the movie either way. Uh, but like I said, I, I was planning to see it anyway, it, maybe in theaters or maybe when it comes to streaming, cause it looked interesting to me. Uh, but yeah, it just, I, I keep saying Olivia Wilde is one more unneeded comment away from being labeled as an Amber Heard. Right. Yeah. She like, definitely is not doing the movie any favors. Like she already not. has a movie that has an interesting plot has mm-hmm. a good cast to it. It's like one of those situations where it's like, you can't screw this up. And then she's like, hold on. I got an idea. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think she just needs to be quiet. Just just calm down. Your husband is your ex-husband is Ted Lasso. Everyone loves him. Just 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 lay low. Right. Let the movie, <laughs> let the movie come out and, and people will like it if it's good and just, you know, just deal with it. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So I, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. There ain't much I'm excited for this year. I feel like every time we talk, I always mention Black Panther two and Avatar two, and that's it. I don't know. Are we gonna still get Avatar two this year? I'm I'm still questioning they that. The, they were at the expo. It, it looks official. Oh, that's right. They announced uh, that. What was it? The fourth one is gonna start production soon. Hey, third one's done. Yeah, the third, the second, and third were filmed simultaneously. I think this man is doing a Donald Glover. James Cameron is like, all right, I've left you on waiting for too long. Yeah. I'm gonna just throw him back at you one a month. I made you wait a decade for this sequel to a movie that you know people 
can kind of remember. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I can kind of remember some scenes from Avatar. I remember it's gorgeous, but I don't remember the full plot. Uh, I don't remember any of the characters' names. Uh, I remember the blue people, and hey, is, I remember it looking really good. Doesn't the main character have some like simple name like John Smith? Or is uh, that Pocahontas? That might be Pocahontas. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. I don't want to say John Carter because that's a Disney movie. I don't want to <laughs> say John Carter. <laughs> let's see. Let's pull it up. Uh, the main character is Jake Sully. <laughs> Oh man, that's too that's too close to X Files. Yeah, what was his name? Jake Scully. I think so. Yeah, show? Scully. Jake Sully. Wow, I thought it was John Smith. If it was John Smith, it, all you need to do would be call the film uh, James Cameron's Pocahontas, and and I don't think there would be no critical. Um, uh, uh, I don't think there would be any critical panning if he just called it that, mm-hmm. or James Cameron's Fern Gully. It's a simple title change would have made that film a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other characters are Colonel Miles, who was played by Stephen Lang. Uh, then you had Sigourney Weaver as Dr. Grace. Uh, and the other ones... That's so on the nose. I know. <laughs> Who's the main character? Uh, Mr. Evil? <laughs> Mr. Greed? Send your bad thoughts. Right. Uh. Yeah, it, it's oh man. So did you check out a lot of those that that expo news? Um, I only caught that um Sam Jackson's gonna have his own movie now. Uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, yeah, Secret Invasion is a uh, Disney Plus series. Oh, it's a series. Oh, yeah. So it's gonna be a multi series, and then so there's that. We got the new director for Fantastic Four, who I can't remember who it is. I thought he dropped out already. The uh, guy he just found. Oh, did he drop out? There's no way. They literally just announced it last night. If he dropped out already, that is a new record. It might not. It might not be him. But I know they they announced because I know director. Uh, John Watts was originally going to direct, and he dropped out. That might be who I'm talking about. I think he that's who Spider-Man, you're thinking, right? Yeah, he made the Spider. Okay, yeah, that might be who I'm talking about. And then. Uh, we got the official cast for Thunderbolts, which I'm looking forward to. Mm. Uh, basically, it's four Captain Americas and, you know, two Black Widows. <laughs> two Black Widows? Don't we only don't we only have Natasha? I mean, uh, 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 the, the cousin? Yeah, Florence Pugh's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, we also have, what is it, Taskmaster is on it, Ghost is on it. Um, we have the Red Guardian is in it. Let me see. What's the full cast here that we have? Ghost, Red Guardian, Yelena, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, and Taskmaster. Hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Val. (laughs) I'm going to quote Kale from Good Burger. I know some of those names. Yeah. I don't know who a lot of those people are. Yeah. Oh, have you seen that uh, Kel's been teasing a uh, Good Burger 2 movie on social media? Nah, that's the thing. Yeah, he's uh, been teasing wanting to make a second movie and everything and trying to get, uh, you know, it going. Well, I'll put it like this. The first one was written by Dan Schneider. And you know what kind of you know what kind of pushback he's getting right now. So, I'm sure he'd love to do it. <laughs> right. If you could find a different uh Nickelodeon writer that was there in those days, then yeah, I I I mean I guess I too much stuff uh, is is brought back for nostalgic reasons. If that guy who works at Good Burger is still an idiot, I don't think I want to see him as an adult. <laughs> still working at a fast food chain too. Right. Right. See, it's different with clerks. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like they're a little, they're grown up. You know what I mean? Randall's well, they were adults Randall. when we saw them in clerks. Right. 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 And like they're, they're still themselves, but they're they're grown up. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I want to see a good burger too, man. Yeah. The, the difference between those is clerks, the 
comedy of that comes from how mundane it is and how it's like, yeah, this is how working is. Uh, Good Burger is literally just following two idiots that work at a fast food chain. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an underrated film about uh, working nine to five in the uh, retail food industry waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, because that has um, the I'm a Mac guy in it, too. Justin Long? Yeah. See, I call him the Jeepers Creepers guy. Oh, that's another good way. I, I wanted to say the guy that gets turned into a walrus, but I thought that might be a little bit too much of a deep cut. <laughs> I haven't seen Tusk yet, but I've heard oh, we're, I've heard polarizing things. We're adding that to the list. <laughs> I want to see his new one um, called Barbarian. They say that looks like a nice horror film. With Justin Long in it? Yeah. It's been it's been promoted heavy on social media. I haven't seen anything for that. That's got yeah. Bill Skarsgård in it too. Yeah, it looks it looks solid. Um, you know, A24 has a new spin-off from the last film X called Pearl. Uh, I but I I don't get the whole thing cuz I haven't seen X yet. Mhm. Um, so that's coming out and, uh, Brandon Fraser, the return of the King, uh, he has a new movie coming out with, uh, Black Swan director, Darren Arnofsky called The Whale. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's going to be nice seeing him come back. It, it, it will be, it will be. Being that he's such a talented actor and because of some, and because of like, like something that happened because he was sexually harassed and he spoke out against the wrong person at the time he was blackballed. It's just such a, it's such a great thing to see him get his just due. Yeah. Well, you know. it, him in uh, doom patrol is absolutely fantastic as I well. I hear that. I hear he's great in doom patrol. I heard he was also great in um, Danny Boyle's mini series trust that, that had a season on FX. Uh, yeah. I heard, I heard he's pretty great. Oh Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, other than that, uh, I don't. I don't know much of what's uh, what's going on. Uh, anything else new with you? Or are you all good? Uh, oh, Rick and Morty's back. Have you seen the? I don't know. Were you ever into that show? I've seen two episodes, but I've been meaning to like get in. I've been meaning to get into it. It's just one of those. Th- it's one of those shows that makes me laugh that I just haven't took a deep dive into. I haven't had time. Okay. Because, yeah, the new season started off with a pretty big hit. Um, I, I got to say, it's probably one of my favorite like season openers, uh, mm-hmm. aside from season three. I think season three is still the best season opener for the show. But this episode, it's it, it's right up against it. Now, with season three, was that the opener where um, they played it on April Fool's Day? Yes. Okay. Cause that's the one where uh, with the Szechuan sauce. The Szechuan sauce. I don't. I don't know if that's it. Uh, I was talking about the one where uh, it started off with. Um, I think Rick is the Rick is the the bad grandpa, right? Yeah, he's the like old grandfather figure. Rick was uh he was captured by some aliens and uh, they were in a restaurant and a fake Jerry walked up. Yep. And he told yeah, he told him, break yourself in 20 pieces. Yeah, and, fold and, yourself 17 times. <laughs> really? You can only do six folds? You couldn't get me in a better, like, mind machine here? <laughs> right, right, right. That Was that the episode? Yeah, that's the episode. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the second Rick and Morty episode I've seen. The first one is the pilot. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, it made me laugh. I just never took a deep dive into it. Yeah, it's it's one of those series that has some really good episodes and then it has some not so good episodes. Uh, mm. it, it got a little full of itself for a little bit there. I think season four kind of, you know, it, it, they got a little bit too into themselves. Dude, I hate when that happens, man. A show is so great that it starts to believe its own hype. Yeah. And then it, you listen, I don't know how many times I got to tell you this. You can't fool the audience. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you believe your own hype and think the audience will go for it, they love us. It always backfires, and the audience is like, "Man, aren't y'all better than that?" You know. Yeah, I think it kind of found a better footing last season, and then uh, it, it has a new writing staff for this season, and you can tell that they've 
got some good people on it based on just this episode. If it can keep this same level of like hype from this, the first episode for the rest of the season, this will be one of the best seasons, hands down. So Dan Harmon and Justin, oh, Justin Rowland voices the characters, but so they they left on the writing side? No, they're still on the writing team and everything for it, but they brought in a lot of like new talent to help write the episodes as well. Okay, I I, I got you. I understand what you're saying. So they're still the Uh, head writers for the show. Yeah. Hey, you seen um, House of the Dragon yet? Not yet. I still need to watch that one. I still, I'm a little apprehensive. We had this conversation, didn't we? Yeah, because yeah. I explained to you I was a little apprehensive. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. I hear good things, and George R. R. Martin is in the room, mm-hmm. so that's always a good thing. You know, it's right. his world. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll check it out eventually. It's I'm iffy. Up. I'm. I Eventually, I'm sure that I'm going to watch it, but for now, I've... I, I still have so little interest in Game of Thrones overall. See, it's so much. It, it's so many. It's so many complicated feelings because I read the books, like I read the Song of Ice and Fire books, and it's like I'm okay if George R. R. Martin never finishes it. I, writing is probably hard for him. Writing a, a world that's so vast and wanting to be, be so detailed and having it just all come at you fast with Hollywood and everything. I get that. But it's like, it's that coupled with the way the show ended and me going like, yeah, that was so rushed. Like it it makes me a little apprehensive too, to get back in there. Yeah. What about rings of power? Uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's a billion dollars enough to bring back Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Dang, man, billion dollars. I know. Wow. I, I had to watch that one, too. I, I've gotten... It, that's one that I basically need to, you know, sit down and be like, okay, this is my focus. Because I know as soon as that starts up, I, I'm just going to go into the mode of, this is just another Lord of the Rings. What's the big deal? Your mind will fight you on trying to enjoy it. Right, yeah. Okay. So wait, so wait, so oh, so you haven't watched it yet? Not yet. I still need to sit down and watch that one. But I know that I'm going to be fighting myself and just, it's another Lord of the Rings. What's the big deal? There's nothing going on. It's another movie where just nothing happens. I got you. So you want to be fair to the material, so to speak. Right. All right, I got you. All right, well, I think that wraps it up for us. All right, y'all. It's been another great episode of DFV. Um, Like, share, and subscribe, if you will. You know, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and uh, take care.